Good afternoon, everybody. Dr. G, Spirit Tales and Magic. Thanks for tuning in. This is the first episode of our new season, and we'll address a few things. An email from our friend Scott. Stock, my wife and I went to Hawaii to unwind. It's a trip we've been waiting for for about the last 15 years. It didn't take us very long after the, oh, look, it's Hawaii feeling was over to be a little bit bored, frankly. So we went to a luau because we're in Hawaii. And then we went on a ghost tour. And I was rather amazed all the ghosty things. I just don't think of that place as being something like that. I don't know if you have been or not, but. Sam and I, Sam is his wife, Sam and I just wondered, what do you and Cassandra do to unwind? Or do you even unwind? That's an interesting question, so, and we'll address it here in, in just a moment. Yesterday, we uh, disappeared, if you will. We got up early in the morning and just left. We didn't tell anybody where we were going. Every once in a while, when we're looking for a prop, or if it's something we've been chasing around, like you had this, you don't have it anymore. Where did it go? Well, this guy bought it and he, you know, he sold it to this guy. So if you do a lot of due diligence, you can often find something you were looking for or know where it's going to show up, which is the case yesterday. Uh, the event was called the Great Junk Hunt. There were a couple of vendors there that potentially could have had something I've been chasing through antique shops for half a decade. And, and they did, and we bought it. But in reference to you not thinking about anything being haunted in Hawaii, we're at this gigantic flea market. It's three buildings at a fairgrounds, and uh, it's just all kind of things. There are some great artsy things there from some very talented craftsmen. And there are some things that, you know, this shop sold to that shop and this guy donated to this guy who sold it to this shop and collections that were purchased at auction, which is what we were chasing. We were chasing an object that was in a collection purchased at an auction by this vendor. As we round the corner and go into one of the displays, there are a number of old clocks. And... Cassandra's walking around looking through things. She picked up a couple of items for her shop. And she just freezes. And she looks at me. She steps out of that area. And she's like, that's bad. And she points over toward the shell. Now, I felt it when I was walking up to it. And I said, oh, really? What's what's that? That clock right there? There's That's bad. Yes, it is. So I walked up close to it, and it's just got it's got evil in it. There's no other way to say it. You know, the hair on the back of my neck went straight up, and I was going to pick it up, and my brain's like, ah, you better not touch that. So we walked through the rest of the thing. We acquired the two pieces that I wanted to find, and I went back and waited for the lady who was in charge of that area, the vendor, to clear and i wanted to tell her about the clock 
very seldom ever does Cassandra not approach an object or say stay away from an object. So when that gets to her that bad, there is something there. Almost bought it just to see, you know, how other people would react to it. But so this woman looks up at me and she goes, What? And I'm looking into her eyes and I'm like, Oh, maybe that was your clock. And I said, You know what? I was going to tell you about a particular article that you had over there, but uh, I believe you already know. You have a great day. And we just walked by. So we acquired those things. We had some great lunch. But the star of the evening was, and this is not a plug for them, and we'll get to that, but we went to Angel of the Winds Casino. We went there because Lance Burton and friends were there. And that's how we recharge our batteries. So you ask, what do we do to unwind? Well, that's that's one of the things we could do to unwind. Uh, the room was small. The stage was abysmal. It was postage stamp size. Uh, I don't know if that's the biggest room they had or not. But speaking as, a, as someone who has been on the stage doing illusions, having a stage that small, it's a pain. But you would have never known it. The show was incredible. Uh, Lance and all of his friends did did a great job. Uh, if that thing comes anywhere near you, go see it. It's Lance Burton and friends, and you are definitely not going to regret it. So in the meet and greet later, Cassandra and I were in there. We got some great photos. And thank you, Lance, for your kind words. And Keith West asked me, you do believe there is something after because we had discussed my dying incident and keith give me a call anytime uh and we'll talk about that but yes there's definitely something after and you know keeping religion clear out of it whether you're religious or whether you're not or if you believe or don't believe you definitely get to see another world now, our introduction to this podcast usually is, there is indeed a world unseen, a world that exists all around us, all the time. And every now and then, for whatever reason, we catch a glimpse of it, and the dead get in. So the show for the new season is called A World Unseen. Now, for those of you who follow the other site where you can book us. We still have the psych out show. We still have all the other shows. We still have the theatrical seances. We still do the custom thing and we still do corporate, all the things we did except the big illusion show. We don't do that anymore because we got old. And again, kudos to Lance because you pulled it off. Well, yeah. And I won't say our age, but you're, you're younger than I am. Um, great show I mean, and this is not a paid endorsement by any means and, and neither is what mentioning the casino i just it's for reference the casino itself when lance isn't there it's so so you're gonna lose your money and anyway when we had a brief talk with keith about my near-death experience if that's what you would like to refer to it as There was a momentary 
I don't know that I would call it a passing, but there was a a feeling of calm that I had never felt before in my life, followed by anger. And of course, the anger was that I didn't get to say goodbye to Cassandra and to Kayla and Alethea and Axton. There were just things that were undone. But then when I was back, there was a calmness that remained somewhere inside of me, and I tended to look at things a little bit different. We got home very late, and the last 48 hours here has been dark, cold, and rain. It is the Pacific Northwest, and it's getting into winter, so that's what it's going to be like for the next several weeks, months. We were on the other side, we're on the outside of the gates that keep the creepers off the property. And I didn't take with me an office key that would lead us through the front. And then if you know all the ways to get around, you walk into the house from there. Didn't bring that key, so he had to go ahead and code in and open the gate, knowing that when we drove in, it was going to trip the sonar alarm, which it did. So we had to go shut that off, park the car, come back up, reset the alarm. But there was someone sitting on the stairs at a building right across from the window that I'm facing now. So we've explained that as we have done the podcast before. I'm not in the studio. The studio is actually in use by someone else. Cassandra is downstairs in the rock shop. And I'm letting someone build something in the magic repair shop. So I'm in, I guess, what you would call the living room of the old house. And the window I see is the entrance gate for the facility, about 50, 60 feet of asphalt and then yard and then a plaza that has many shops in it, which is also owned by this property. but. There's a stairway that goes down to the lower plaza. There are shops underneath and shops on the bottom. The sidewalks here are properly rolled up by 9 o'clock. If you're in the plaza, and keep in mind it's fall, so it's getting dark at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if you're here that late, you're probably up to no good or you just don't have anywhere to be. So we we kind of... Don't monitor that as far as, well, I got to get up and see what's going on outside. We don't do that. But if, if you're sitting here doing something, in my case, I was writing the show for about an hour last night, looking out the window, and I see this man sitting on the stairs. So, you know, I've got to wonder if he's okay, what he's doing there. What's his story? He got up, stood up for a while, sat back down on the stairs. Now, I know he can't see me, but he's looking right where I am and I don't have the any lights on behind me so I'm not blacklit so he can't see through to see me I want to you know I should go out there and make sure he's okay or if he's hungry I can you know take him a sandwich or something so I watch him he walks up to the front he walks back he walks up to the front now he's he's outside the the gate the whole plaza area 
naturally is not gated in. So he, he walks to about the middle of our gate. He looks around for a minute. He sits down on the asphalt, which is cold and rainy. So he's getting wet. So that's it. I'm going to go out and see if he needs some hot chocolate or some coffee or something. So I got the side door, which leads me down a set of stairs that is still behind the gate. And he's in the dark. He's hard to see. The lighting here is great in some places and lovely place for a murder in other places. Says, would you like something? And as I got close enough, he lifts up his head. He's an old black man with a scraggly beard. He's, I assume, in his 80s. What are we doing out here? I said, well, technically, I, I live here. You live in there? Said, well, there's actually a house in there. You just can't see it. But yeah, I live in there. What's your beef with me? I don't have a beef with you. It's cold and rainy. I was wondering if you wanted a coffee or some hot chocolate or something to eat, you know. Yeah, but you ain't going to let me come in and spend the night in your house, are you? That's not, I don't think we know each other well enough for that yet. But there's a motel down the street. I'd be happy to get you a room if you want one. No, you shouldn't be out here at dark. So I am behind this gate. And then that's not to protect me from you or you from me. It's nothing like that. If you feel more comfortable, I would gladly open it. I don't care what you do with it. You shouldn't be out here after dark. It's okay. Why are you out here after dark? I'd like you to go on with your business. I thank you very much for your offer. It was kind. So... Why don't you do us both a favor and just get back to your secret little house. And uh, so, you know what, if I get really super hungry or I need a cup of coffee or something, I ring that bell. Do you hear me? It's, yes, it's, it's an electronic bell. I hear you and I can also hear your voice. All right, then. So you sure there's nothing I can do for you? No. Yes, there is something you can do for me. Get in the house. Okay, fine. So I walked back from where we had that conversation to the top of a little side porch is 15, 16 feet. I'm on the second step. And uh, what's your name? Well, they call me Dr. G. All right. They call me the watcher. Turned around and very slowly creeps away down into the part of the plaza that's getting darker. And by the time I went through and came around back through the office and outside the gate in the front, he was gone. That was paranormal. Who knows? Screepy. The Watcher. That was pretty good. So now I'll wonder what the watcher's doing, why he's there, what he believes he's watching for. When we wrote A World Unseen, we wanted to be able to touch on 
stories like that. And one of the objects I acquired yesterday comes from a story that I've told a lot. And we're going to save that for the live show. Some people who touched it back when I had control of it before said that there was a, a feeling to it, like someone was watching them while they held it. So sometimes circumstances will make you wonder. Yesterday, we go and find objects we've been chasing, one that I had in my possession before that got away from me, and now it's back. We saw a fabulous magic show, get to shake hands with Lance and meet some of the friends, if you will, that are on his Burton and Friends show. Got to talk with Keith about my near-death experience and I hope you do call me so we can talk about that. One of the objects I have when some people hold it, they feel like someone's there with them, like watching over them. And I meet an old man that I have never seen before. And I've been here about a year. I pass that area 15, 20 times a night. Sometimes I can see it out. Most of my windows on the side. And if I have to go out on the property for any reason, I have to walk right past it. And I've never seen this guy. The Watcher. Sometimes a paranormal event or a creepy feeling or whatever you want to call it doesn't jump out at you. Sometimes less is more. What's your story like that? Where did you go to unwind and then you encountered something that was a little unexplained, if you will? Those are the things we always love to hear about. And guys from the show last night, please call the show number anytime. If you don't get me live, leave a message. I will call you back. The world that's all around us all the time that's unseen is the sponsor, if you will, of the new show for this season. And if I say so myself, it's going to be pretty great. We'd love to see you there. But until we see you in person, we'll see you inside your mind. Safe travels, Lance, to home, and everyone else, good afternoon from Seattle.